You're listening to the Butterfly Effect Podcast, episode number 23. Today I'm sitting down with Crystal Kirby Pelican, the owner of 204 Lifestyle and my personal nutrition coach. You may be shocked to learn that over the past few months, I've invested in a nutrition coach for myself. And in today's episode, Crystal and I are going to talk all of the awesome things having a nutrition coach has to offer, as well as things you maybe didn't think about in your search to find the perfect fit and what it's like to have me as a client. If you enjoy this episode, all I ask is that you screenshot it and share it on your social media story or feed to show your love. If you have a second to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes or SoundCloud, the show can continue to grow and expand its listeners. Taking the time to share it with your followers and subscribers will totally help keep it thriving so I can continue to bring you quality episodes like the one you listen to today. This is the Butterfly Effect Podcast, and I'm Ashlyn Newlove, tackling everything from fitness, nutrition, business, life, ice cream cones, and everything else in between to help inspire people to make one change that causes their ripple effect. The Butterfly Effect Podcast is brought to you by The Sweat Effect. If you like receiving discounts while supporting the podcast, visit thesweateffect.com slash podcast to see all of the podcast supporters and save money on everything from protein bars to skincare while you're at it. Welcome to episode number 23. So for those of you who don't know me, I'm a fitness and nutrition coach helping people have fun, keep fit, and reach their goals while they're at it with my online program, The Sweat Effect. Being well into the pandemic now, so many people are wondering what they can do to motivate themselves into taking action on their goals. They reach out for tips, looking for accountability, or wonder maybe if hiring a nutrition coach will skyrocket their motivation into overdrive. The truth is, maybe they aren't ready to hire a coach. Maybe not today, maybe not ever. When I started CrossFit back in 2011, I really had no idea what it was all about. In 2012, there was a local competition in Saskatoon being held called the Bridge City Beatdown. I went to watch and there was this girl there. She was lean and athletic looking and she was rocking a pair of booty shorts and a sports bra and I was instantly drawn to her. She didn't look like anyone else that was out there and her name was Crystal KP. She calls herself CKP. Like, who can initial like that? So like... (laughs) Crystal and I knew Crystal was gonna laugh when I introduced her like this but she probably didn't know that she was the only girl out there rocking booty shorts and a sports bra like that so who just shortens their name like that someone who stands out and that I wanted to learn more about welcome to the show Crystal Thank you so much for having me. That's uh, that's awesome. I did not know any of that. <laughs> Isn't that hilarious? That was my initial view of you. I was like, who is this? She had muscles and she's wearing, confident enough to wear a sports bra and booty shorts in public. I was like, I want to look like that girl. Oh my goodness. I remember those booty shorts too. I still have them. <laughs> yeah. And if you guys don't know, Crystal and I were like two opposite body types. So I was like, I want to look like that girl who does not have, like, how tall are you? 
uh, five foot ten. Yeah, and I'm yeah. like not quite five seven. And in the scale of being ectomorphs and endomorphs, like you are a lean human naturally. I'm not yeah. as lean. Like I'm I'm in the middle, so uh, I'm not quite as lean as you are. But I was like, oh, look at that girl. She's got it going on. Oh my gosh. I'm so flattered. And it's so funny. Cause I look at you and like all I've, I used to call myself, like, I, I think back to 2012 and all I wanted was shoulders and traps, like a CrossFit girl. And I look at you and like, I just want your shoulders and traps. So it's, it's so <laughs> funny how we, we do that to ourselves. It's like, that's, that's so funny. Oh, I love it. I was like, I know she's going to laugh, but, and I'd never told her any of this before, but I was like, no. I remember that. I remember being in the golf or no, it wasn't the golf dome back then. It was the soccer center and, yeah. uh, and you could do my muscle ups and yeah it was yeah. it was a crazy time in crossfit yeah. uh, <laughs> so the listeners know that you're a new nutri- a nutrition coach but besides mm-hmm. being a pioneer of the booty shorts movement across the prairies maybe tell them yes. a little bit more about who you are and what you do and you know kind of like what your history has been with crossfit and nutrition and everything like that okay yeah i can do that um so uh I started doing CrossFit uh, in 2008 slash 2009. I met my now husband uh, at that time, and he introduced me to, uh, well, he introduced me to CrossFit uh, through the uh, iconic video, Nasty Girls. So Mm -hmm. I don't know how many CrossFit girls out there started their journey because of that video, but I was just like blown away obviously by you know Annie and uh, Eva and Nicole so some of the some of the icons that are that are in the sport for sure but can um, I just say I still yeah. couldn't do like a half-seated muscle up like they were doing in those videos like that was like, extremely just, hard yeah no you're you're absolutely right uh some of the stuff that you know that the originals were doing it's still uh it's still so impressive so I I yeah it was it that was my start. Um, that was when I was hooked. I had a background in like, uh, you know, track and field. I played basketball, um, in university. So I've always been athletic, but this just, I, it just called to me. Um, so that's where my CrossFit journey started. And I think like, if you're interested in CrossFit and you're, you know, passionate about improving and getting better, and then you, you know, you get caught up into the, in the, um, in the sort of the sport side of things, like you decide like this, I'm going to pursue this and, and try some competitions, uh, becoming interested and, you know, fascinated in how nutrition can support your journey is almost just like natural evolution. Like you're going to start to pay attention because you really understand, um, that how, like how they support each other. So nutrition and, and, uh, and the training side of things. So I, uh, of course I, I dabbled like everybody else. I, you know, I tried the zone, I did paleo and anytime I refined nutrition, whether it was, uh, you know, the right way to go about it. Um, I was exploring it and I always noticed changes. So whether it was with like body composition or just like how I recovered, how I performed, uh, it was always, uh, it always really called to me. So, um, so over the last decade, uh, I owned CrossFit 204 with my husband. So we, uh, we opened a box and, uh, we had, you know, just the best 10 years of CrossFit, just learning so much about, um, coaching people, uh, training, um, you know, running a business that was, that's, that's been quite the journey for sure. Um, and tool for lifestyle was born actually out of, uh, a need for a nutrition program that, came from our clients. So we, we did a survey, uh, one year and we just, you know, getting some member feedback, how can we better serve you? Like what's missing? What do you need? What can we improve on? 
And uh, the number one uh, you know, piece of feedback that we got from everybody was we need help with nutrition. It's so funny that you say that. I had somebody message me the other day because I'm sure you get questions like this all the time. Like, how do you become a nutrition coach? Um, but somebody messaged me. They're like, well, you were a mortgage broker before and now you're a nutrition coach. I'm like, well, I coached CrossFit for like seven years. That's where yeah. it stems from. You know, like you're in the gym, you're you're doing things with your own nutrition. Like you said, trying different diets, seeing what works and what doesn't work. And people want their ask. They're coming to you looking at you as, you know, a pillar in the community being like, well, what are you doing? What should I do? And that's where it comes. It it wasn't that I was like, I'm a mortgage broker today. And today I'm a nutrition coach. No, like, Uh, I think you're, you're (laughs) experimenting with, you know, performance and nutrition and all of those different things. Like, because I'm sure over the 10 years that you were coaching CrossFit too, your programming changed and you found something that worked better. That's where it comes from. Absolutely. Yeah. There's a, there's a whole evolution and I, and where I started with nutrition and where I am right now, my mindset, my approach, it's so different. It's evolved the same way that your, your training will evolve. Um, it, you know, you, I I think that's just part of the process. I hope it is part of the process for people that are nutrition coaches. Um, I, I wouldn't say that I'm ashamed of anything, you know, any sort of, uh, coaching protocols or, you know, my own personal mindset regarding nutrition. But, um, I've certainly, one of the, you know, uh, things that I, I suggest to people, like when you're looking for a coach is like, make sure that you're looking for someone that, that has an open mind. Um, because if you don't, you're going to get stuck. And what we know about nutrition, um, while, you know, some of the fundamentals stay the same, sure. It's always changing. We're always learning more. Yeah. And I mean, if you're not, honestly, you're not in the right business because you need to have an open mind and it's like, okay, so keto is a big thing right now. And a lot of people are testing it out and whatnot. If Mm -hmm. you're not looking into like those protocols, and even though it's not something that I coach my clients on, I still need to know about it. And I'm sure you're the same way. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm not, I make a, a, a point. One of the things that I've always tried to do, and I feel like this is one of the reasons why we connect and I, I love following your account is that I don't see the point in, in bashing other nutrition protocols or putting them down no matter what my thoughts are. Yeah. Like I agree with like not bashing other protocols and things like that. It's like, if you want to do keto, that's fine. I'm not the right coach for you though. And I believe that there is a diet out there for everyone. And now I'm using, I'm using the word diet inappropriately, the way people use the word diet inappropriately. There is um, a style of eating to help you reach your goals that will be right for you. And I'm just not the coach for someone who wants to do a keto diet. Yeah. Absolutely. I think that's the, that's just always that initial conversation that you have with potential clients is just really figuring out, um, you know, that's why an intake is so important. You need to make sure that you guys uh, have a clear understanding of how the service that you provide works and find out what the client's expectations are. I actually put a contract in um, just, you know, when in the last few years, um, really it was just to make sure that we were on the same page about what the service is. And that's just it. If I, if, if I get that, um, Uh, feedback from a client that, Hey, I want to try keto or carnivore. Hey, no problem. I get it. It, I'm not, I'm not the coach for you. Uh, I can certainly direct you to someone who uh, could, could, you know, uh, fill those shoes, but it it isn't me. Yeah. And that's, 
like I like to portray and I think you do this as well like you really encompass like what your style of eating and beliefs are on your Instagram page and I like to do the same thing so people know exactly what my style is and um, I, I guess that is a huge thing like you need to be following the people that you're connecting with in the nutrition world and see if they are the right person and you will know you'll know if they're the right person for you if you like what they're posting in regards to nutrition and like (laughs) I laugh because you're better at eating vegetables than I am Um, (laughs) like we're all about like being flexible and you know Mm -hmm. like fitting in like instead of having like a cheat day like you fit in something that you want to have into your day like I don't ever look at a day as you know not being able to not have something and that's kind of what I get from you and I was like totally okay that's that's the type of person that I want to work with but absolutely like when when someone is first deciding to take the leap in investing in a nutrition coach like what do you think the first steps should be um, well, I think that there's, I, I have a, I have 10 sort of, uh, you know, um, sort of pointers or, you know, and, and certainly you don't have to consider like, like all of these, but, um, there's just like sort of a list that you can bang through in terms of, uh, you know, what to look for, um, in a nutrition coach. And I, I think at the top of the list is just, um, you know, credentials and experience. So, you know, in the nutrition world, I think we all know this, it is buyer beware. So what type of credentials, what type of experience or combination of those two things do they have? And, and you can decide, um, if that works for you, but I would definitely look at like just doing a little bit of homework there, making sure that, like you said, like it it wasn't mortgage broker become nutrition coach overnight, right? Mm -hmm. Like there's, so you have all of this experience, um, in the world of CrossFit, your own nutrition, like, and, and you can, I mean, you can vet that so many different ways. Um, it can be, you know, perusing through their Instagram, social media, checking out their website, just sending them an email and just asking like, Hey, like, what's your, what is the, you know, what is the, what is it that you have that, you know, sort of, um, helps you, you know, why are you a nutrition coach? What, what education do you have? And, and you can decide, you know, what, what level that needs to be. But I think it, I do think it is a combination. I do think that there is a, a important element to having some experience as well, um, in the field, because, Otherwise, uh, I think we lose that connection, like meeting people where they're at, right? So if you have some experience, you can meet people where they're at. And I think that's important. Yeah. And Um, like before I made, before I, you know, became certified or anything like that, like you, you were doing your own macros and things like that. And I think people get this confusion between like, well, I can, I've been tracking my own macros, so I can give people advice on theirs. But you know where the actual, like, first of all, I um, mentored under a dietitian and worked for another nutrition company first. That was huge. Having someone, we worked together with people. I didn't just be like, I'm a nutrition coach now. I'm going to start taking clients one-on-one. That wasn't how it's like. And I've also learned over the past however many years, and you do, and it's not because anything's right or wrong. Um, You just learn so much more about people and the advice that you need to give them to make them successful. So again, people are like, hey, you took precision nutrition, right? And it's like, okay, like, honestly, anything that I've learned about nutrition coaching has come from when I mentored 
and learning mm-hmm. from someone else who had been a nutrition coach for years and learned from their clients and yeah. me doing my own stuff and how different things reacted with the body and different diets that I tried. So yeah. yes, I did take precision nutrition. Is that why I'm the nutrition coach I am today? Definitely not. Yeah, I totally agree. I, and that's, that's that exploration. That's definitely like looking to see, like, like I said, that combination of credentials and experience. Um, and you know, I think that in it, I think a conversation is important too. Like if, if, if you can just sign up for someone's services and, and they don't want to have a conversation with you and find out like where you're coming from, um, you know, what, what have, what, what, what are your barriers? What successes have you had? Like, what are, you know, that whole, that whole piece is so important. So I think, uh, yeah, I think those things, um, I think I'd put that at the top of the list and like, um, in terms of like what you're looking for. If you were to say like, how many clients have you worked with now? Oh boy. Hundreds. hundreds. <laughs> yeah. Hundreds yeah. of people. Same here. <laughs> I have worked with hundreds of people. Yeah. And in that, like you just keep building your toolbox full of things on making yourself like the best nutrition coach you can be. And absolutely. I feel like straight up asking someone how many clients you have had is going to tell you like the quality of service that you're going to receive also. Yeah. The breadth of their experience. Yeah, absolutely. Like I also feel like people when they're, they're like, I, I'm going to get a nutrition coach. They think it's like the magic They're They're like, I'll hire this nutrition coach and I'm going to magically lose the weight that I want to lose and like, cause I'm not motivated right now, but if I pay no someone, more. I'll be motivated. Yeah. Like how often does that happen? And then people aren't either like receptive to change or, you know, things like yeah. that. No, I totally agree. I think like, I, I, one of the things that we often say to clients too, like when we first meet with someone, we start talking about like, you know, what are your expectations? Like, what have you done? What, what, what works for you? Um, it's really important that clients understand that, you, you know, you're doing as a client, you're doing the work. We're here to guide you. We'll give you the, the information, the accountability, like, yes, that you are paying for that. Um, but we can't do the work. We're not in your kitchen prepping your meals. Like there's, there's so it's like 95% the client. And, and so if you come into it, expecting that you're, you know, part of the, uh, services, like you will, you know, be motivating me a hundred percent of the time. Like, I think you're just, uh, you're setting yourself up for, uh, some disappointment there because it's just, I don't see that as my job. Um, and you know, I don't think any clients that succeed have ever really perceived it that way either. I don't know if it, do you, have you experienced that? No, but like, I, I do know people have signed up and been like, I'm doing this because I need the motivation. And it's like, okay, um, (laughs) (laughs) external accountability is different than motivation. You can't, a coach can't create the motivation for you, but they can give you the tools to take the steps to start to be motivated. And I'm sure you've seen it before where someone just pays you the money, but then never does any of the work because they're just expecting that when they pay the money, that creates the progress. Yes. You can probably attest to this too. The more clients you work with, like your batting average goes down. Like when, when I first started, I was like, Oh yeah, we're like, you know, knocking it out of the park and everybody's succeeding. But the more people that come through the service and the more people you connect with, 
yeah, the, the more you're going to see that it, it's just, it's not the right fit. And like you said, like absolutely people signing up and ghosting you, yeah. <laughs> just like, why are you giving me money? Like, this is, I, I can't understand, but I think that's what it is. It's like, if I pay for something, then, you know, it, it goes both ways. I've certainly, I think there is something to be said about like, if you invest in something, like if mm-hmm. you invest in yourself, chances are, you know, okay, I'm paying for this service. I'm going to, I'm going to try a little harder. Yes. I'm going to, you know, give it a whirl, but absolutely there's been people where, uh, yeah, it's, it, it, it just hasn't gone that way. So it's skin in the game, right? If you have skin in the game, you are generally more likely to try and do it. But then there's other people who are just like, oh, this is hard or something came up or whatever it is. And then you're like, yeah, you get ghosted. And then you start yeah. doubting yourself. Like, I, well, I do yeah. anyways. You're oh, like, oh, yeah, totally. And you're like, well, why why don't they want to do a check in or like, why won't they respond or and you can't yeah. make the person respond to you. Um, yeah, the ball is in their court. And I also feel like if you're not checking in on time or like within a reasonable time frame, that goes to show your commitment towards the process as well. Yeah, like I agree. My check-in is on Tuesdays. You receive an email on Tuesday. If I know my Tuesday is going to be busy, I have sent it the night before because I'm like, you know what? This is my job as the client. And I know yeah. I'm d- different than a lot of clients, but you, yes. know, like, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, it is my job to, and to respect your time as well, because you yeah. have slotted that time to do my check-in that day. So it's inconsiderate yeah. if I send it on Friday, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I appreciate that. And like you said, you are different than like, you know, 85 to 90% of the clients that, that I do work with because of your, your own profession and experience. And it is, um, it is interesting. Like there are most of the time, um, you know, there's a few clients that are just like super prompt that are, you know, getting it done because like they are just invested. It's, it's, Mm -hmm. they're, you know, precise and scheduled. Um, I often have to prompt people. Um, I just consider, like I said, it's just Tuesdays are the check-in days. I'm on a schedule. Um, that's the standard of service. I try mm-hmm. to make sure that like clients, you know, I'm meeting the expectations and no one will never, like, you'll never not hear from me, um, on a Tuesday, but yeah, it is, there is like definitely a range of like, you know, type A to type, uh, uh not present. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like a 24 hour window. I generally will respond you know, within 12, but I give myself 24. And yeah. uh, again, like I have my mornings slated Mondays and Tuesdays for these. So if you check in on a Wednesday, I've got my Wednesday slated for some other things now. And, yeah. you know, now I have to fit that in. And I don't think people realize that's kind of how it works. And like some people do think you're kind of at their beck and call. And mm-hmm. I do find that if you're not committing to that part in the process, that goes to show your commitment kind of to, you know, to the to the program that you're on. Overall. Yeah, I agree. There are just steps. There's things that we do. We put stuff in place. And I, I think it's like that it ties into that, um, you know, piece that where we're educating clients on on building habits. This is another habit. Mm-hmm. So if the, this is like the bare minimum is fill out your forms, send me an email, let's touch in or touch base. Um, that to me, that's just, that's another habit. And so it, it it's a piece of the puzzle and we're, we're, you know, we're, 
we're building this sort of this network of habits and patterns. So um, if we're not doing that, then what else are we not doing? Totally. I, I totally agree with that. And like you had mentioned, like not every coach is right for every person. And mm-hmm. I totally agree with that. And like someone who may not have had success with you might have success with someone else. And, you know, it's not necessarily people are like, well, I did macros and it didn't work. And it's like, did the macros not work or did you not work for the macros? Right. Because you need to be putting in the work on your end as well. And yeah. if you're not connecting with your coach on some level, then you're probably going to be hesitant to fully commit to what you're doing as well. And I haven't worked with a lot of nutrition coaches before. That's why I sometimes feel like I'm a little overbearing in my check-ins. I'm like, (laughs) okay. No, it's awesome. This is what we're going to do. And people are probably wondering like, like Ashlyn, why do you have a nutrition? Have you ever had a coach yourself? I have. Yeah, I did actually. uh, uh, I'm trying to remember how many years ago my first. uh, So, um, oh my goodness. uh, I'll think of his name. Just give me a second. He, he actually has worked with a few Western um, uh, uh, athletes, Bob, uh, Jessica Tillipa's husband. Do you know the no, Tillipas? No. Okay. Yeah. So, um, he, now he, he, I, he was at a camp that I went to in Calgary and, uh, you know, he did the nutrition presentation and it was just this huge aha moment for me mm-hmm. where I was like, I need a coach. And so working with him was actually really, um, pivotal for me. What was his approach to things? Like you said you were drawn to him because, you know, he was yeah. at a seminar, but there must yeah. have been, he must have talked about his approach to things. So he was rooted in science. So that immediately, uh, resonated with me. I was just that it just does like, that's, I think that's why, uh, you know, I'm, I'm such an advocate for macros and, and a huge ed- uh, part of our program is like, we, you know, we'll say to clients education and empowerment. So as soon as you like knowledge is power, right. All the cliches. So if we understand how, how nutrition works for us, um, it's, I just think that it's, it's easier and there, it's going to click with certain people, you know, it's, mm-hmm. like, as you know, it doesn't work for everybody, but that was a big thing with him. Um, so it's just science. Um, and he had a very like encouraging, compassionate approach. So, you know, you never, you couldn't make a mistake. Like there wasn't, there was nothing wrong. Um, and then he was also an advocate for like athletes eating more, not less. So it was just all, he ticked all these boxes where I was just like, oh yeah, this is, this is, it was excellent. It was really a great, uh, great experience for me. I find it very Um, interesting that you chose a male coach to work with. Like I chose you because you know what was going on with your body two years ago, right? We're, I think we're just just a couple years age difference. So based on the fact, you know, that you are female, um, similar training habits, like, I mean, you do more um, like powerlifting type things now right but we were we were doing the exact same workouts before yeah you knew what it felt like and you knew what it was like to you know change body composition being 37 years old so that to me was huge um also based on like your approach to nutrition right like I'm flexible dieting as well and you know 
you want people to eat fruits and veggies I do too but you're not like everything has to be whole foods because I would be like oh I don't I don't only eat whole foods you know I need to have my ice cream and you know things like that so those were all factors that played into it and you had made changes to your body composition although like I said we are different body types but you had made changes to yourself um, during this Mm -hmm. time in your life as well and you know what it feels like to be beat up at training um, cycles things like that those were all things that I connected with you because of your age and being a female so that's why I find it interesting you worked with a guy yeah. I, you know, and I think too, like I didn't, I, I didn't really know about nutrition coaching. Like it wasn't even a, you know, I didn't, it, I feel like when I first started CrossFit and even like at that point in time, when I first connected with him, um, there weren't, it, it wasn't as uh, mainstream or as popular. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Now it's like nutrition coaching is like, it's as, a it's coach. as <laughs> everyone's a nutrition coach and it's as important as the training itself, right? Like you've yeah. got your training, you've got your training coach, and then you've got your nutrition coach. So yeah. at that time it wasn't like that. So just the idea that there was a coach period, I was like, sign me up. <laughs> I'm, I'm in. Yeah. Um, now I think fair, like would... that is a different, it was a different time back then it too. was and you yeah. probably yeah you weren't looking at the fact and I mean how old were you when you worked with him so this would have been like uh for sure six or seven years ago so, so yeah like it would early have been 30s yeah like early feel, 30s mid 30s you feel yeah. different at that yep, time in your I life sure did. than you do now <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, I did not need as much sleep I've always needed a lot of sleep but yeah I definitely it was, yeah body like everything was it, I'm older so it was yeah it was different for sure um like I know we laugh about everybody being a nutrition coach but that is also the reason why it's important to go and like see what their experiences and things like that because I see people Absolutely. popping up nutrition businesses out of nowhere these days yeah, it's true. You're, you're absolutely right. And, you know, I try to like, again, I think that one of the things that I tell, like we talked about, is just like, you know, keeping an open mind, staying positive, staying professional, um, staying in your lane. So like, yeah, if, if, if uh, you know, I, I don't want to be critical. I, I, you know, cause I, I'm sure that like, that was us one day, right? Like oh, we, yeah. we were starting our nutrition business and, um, but like you said, it, it did make a difference. I actually, my, some, my story is similar to yours where it was a, an RD client of mine who was doing, who was training with me. So she was a personal trainer, uh, registered dietitian, and she was nudging me, guiding me through that process. You worked with an RD then, and that was kind of how it got started? Yeah. So she was a client and she actually, I sort of launched the business, um, at her, on her, well, yeah, I'd say like under her wing and, and with her suggestions, um, as to like the, the courses that she would recommend that I take. And, um, and then she actually ended up joining me on staff. Um, so she works in a clinical, clinical setting and then, uh, was super keen on what we were doing. And so I would say, yeah, like, and, and it was very valuable for me, um, to have that uh to have that connection and to have like her experience and her background and to know that somebody with her background like thought you were good enough to do it too because I was in the same position um you know I my friend was an RD and she was like swamped at work and she knew how you know diligent with my stuff and like how much I'd like really dug into the you know science and educated myself and I just asked her one day because 
um, like Curtis and I have had this like dream to like move far away for a really long time. And I was like, you know what? When we move far away someday, like I think that's when I'll start offering some nutrition coaching because I wasn't saying to her at that time, like I definitely, you know, want to become a nutrition coach right now, but I would like to start the process in, you know, learning more about the human body. I was like, what course should I take? And she, that's how she recommended the precision nutrition course, which she was like, I'm busy, like too busy, too many clients, like I've seen, you know, how you work and things like that. I'd like you to join me and I'll mentor you. And it was like, that was the turning point, you know? And then you're like, I have this person supporting me and that feels that I'm good enough to be giving advice to clients that work with her. And yeah, it's, I think that's where people, they don't see where someone like you or I came from because we did work with a dietitian and I know uh, a dietitian is different than a nutrition coach and Mm -hmm. it's just I don't know solidifies things for the confidence in yourself absolutely I think it gives it certainly can um, help with uh, credibility with clients that are looking you know to hire a nutrition coach and yeah it definitely boosts your self-esteem knowing that um, because I like we're both similar in that we're very rooted in in the science of nutrition Um, so you know if if uh, an RD you know can get behind like and supports you and and it's I guess there's a little bit of validation there Um, and it feels good um, to know that, like that, they're with their background and their education, that they're they're invested and they're supporting you. Definitely, yeah, totally. Um, like when you're working with a client, though, like obviously we've talked about like you have certain beliefs and things, and right, you mm-hmm. follow a flexible. Like, let's tell tell people about your approach because it was an approach that had drawn me to you as well. So, what is your approach to nutrition? Okay. So we are, we are macro based. So I would say our, our, I would describe our, our coaching as client centered. So meeting the client where they are. Um, so, and this really kind of ties into why, you know, how, how it works with you, but, um, we're going to have clients that are going to come to us with absolutely zero nutrition knowledge. So no idea what they can't tell the difference between, you know, protein, carbs, fat, no knowledge. So we're going to start there. We have, we have to start with that education piece, or we're going to start with someone like you who is a nutrition coach who, you know, makes you feel like you're hardly working, um, as a nutrition coach. Um, so our, our approach is first of all education. So let's talk about, you know, what is protein? What are carbs? You know, we, we make this assumption that people just know this stuff and they don't. So where do I get it? How much do I need for the goals that I have? Um, and, and we, we take a holistic approach. You have, if you're, you know, you're at home cooking for the family, um, what, what's the best fit? Are you, are you wanting to weigh and measure your food, uh, separately from your family? Are you trying to find a way to make it, uh, all work together? Um, so I'd say, yeah, we are, we focus on education, we're client centered. Uh, and we, we definitely, as you said, we adopt that flexible dieting, um, uh, sort of a mentality in that there is no, if we, if we operate in a box, if we start with clients and we say, you can never step outside of these lines. So we're talking like, meal templates, like good and bad foods. What happens when we step outside of the box or we stop following that meal plan or we hit that ice cream for the day, then that all or nothing attitude, that very outcome-based, uh, mentality, um, really derails people. So our whole, um, uh, sort of approach includes, you know, that flexible mindset and that idea that all foods fit 
and that we can, that is, that's life. Like that's how you succeed at this long term is knowing that you can eat those foods. You can eat all those foods. It just has to be part of like a bigger picture. And we got to get the other, you know, whole foods and, and good foods, if you will, in there as well. Totally. And when people start cutting those types of foods out, then that's when they want them more. And then, you know, if they're working with you for three months or four months or whatever, they reach their goal, then sometimes they just switch back to eating how they were. Because in the grand scheme of life, three or four months of changing your nutrition habits isn't very long. You've been eating one way for so long, it's going to take some time and some practice. And I know when people hear, you know, nutrition coaches talking about habits, and it sounds so lame. Like it does like, it's like oh, you yeah. want me to change my habits? Like, and it's exactly what it is. But it's the habit of the choices that you make. Your habit right now would maybe like for me, um, I don't see foods as good or bad. And I know that you're in the same, you know, but there, except for KFC is my only thing where I'm like, there is absolutely no nutritional value in that. Like, can you can go to any other fast food place. Yeah. And it would be better. Yeah. <laughs> and it would be that's better. true. That's my one, I don't know why KFC sets me up, but, um, so I'm like, no, we can still fit in if you needed to go and eat at McDonald's or, you know, something like that. But I've even like my, you know, aversions to foods have changed along this way just by changing my habits as well. I would go to a restaurant like back when I was like overweight, um, Ashlyn, like when I had 30 extra pounds on me and mm-hmm. I would have no problem um, ordering poutine and drinking a paralyzer <laughs> back in the day. Right. Paralyzer. Nice. <laughs> like, oh my God. Now I was like, well, why would I, wh-? like I could fit a paralyzer into my day, but why would I? Like I could find something just as good and not waste, you know, my macros on that. So it's like practicing it as long as you and I have been doing this, you do start to change your view on what you would choice. Like I would never tell someone they couldn't have something, but I would give Mm -hmm. them, and I'm a volume eater too. I know you're a volume eater as well. You eat so many vegetables. It makes me feel so bad about myself. Oh no. (laughs) I'm like, why can't I eat vegetables like Crystal does? And I cannot, I cannot eat as many vegetables as you do. And I've come to terms with that. But (laughs) but I am a volume eater for sure. And that's what makes me satisfied with what I'm doing. And I think once people learn how, you know, they can healthify foods and like get more volume in and they feel full and what they're eating, they actually find delicious. That's Mm -hmm. where things change for them. And then they realize it can be a long-term change instead of cutting everything out, eating chicken and broccoli. And that's what I have to do for three months to reach my goal. And then I'll be at my goal when they they don't. And then what? (laughs) And then what? Yeah. There's no, there's nothing getting you to the next stage, you know? Yeah. Um, so like when you were like adjusting macros for clients and things like that, like, what do you take into account? Um, so it, I think that one of the things like, it's interesting. Um, we talk a lot to our clients about, uh, lifestyle and environment. So I like tracking, like we, so we use a couple different things. I like, I like following my clients on their apps. I also, uh, like them to input their stuff into sheets. And I like to look at their overall adherence with protein, carbs, and fat. So just like looking at the numbers, of course, we get like lots of information from them, you know, in extra notes, like about how things are going. But one of the things I evaluate is I I tend to set clients, um, 
up with uh, like a moderate protein, like supporting their lean body mass. Um, you know, obviously it's all, it's super dependent on what their goals are, but let's just say that, let's just talk about a client, for example, that has some goals of uh, some fat loss um, and they're a CrossFit athlete or they're, you know, doing some type of like weightlifting. So I'll set them up with uh, like a higher carbohydrate uh, intake so that they can use that fuel for training and they can feel fuller, right? So that's where we get that volume piece. But if I see like week after week that this client just is not hitting that carb target and they are consistently going over on fats, we adjust because that's clearly how they like to eat. And I'm not going to beat them over the head with carbohydrates if that's just not, you know, not what they want to do. And we're trying to, like I said, meet them where they're at. How do they actually like to eat? What is sustainable? Um, and, and we go from there. So I, I like to, I like to look at what, like their habits and what are they actually doing? And the last thing I want them to to feel is like that they're consistently failing. Like, oh, I just can never hit these targets. So we, we like to take that into consideration, um, with adjustments. And, and I mean, there's a lot of other stuff too. Like, um, like, you know, I I've had clients that let's just face it. Um, you know, they have really busy social lives. They like to go out, you know, two, three times a week, they're eating at restaurants, sometimes even more. Um, and, you know, we've got these fat loss goals, but how are we, we, we are, we can never really accurately, um, determine like if we're getting close to that deficit, if we're always eating out. So then it's a whole conversation about like, we need to evaluate your goals and, and find out if your goals really line up with, with what it is that you say you want to, like, you want to have happen here. So it's important, right? Like we, we, how many times have you had clients come to you? Like, I just, I can't do this. And it's just stressful for them. And then it's, it's just that conversation of like, is this really what you want? Like, would you sacrifice meeting friends and family? Would you sacrifice those social events, you know, for this 10 pounds that, that you need to, to lose? Is that ultimately, is that really what's going to make you happy? Um, so all of those things are, are super important and, and important conversations to have, um, with people. It's funny because when like years ago, when I had started tracking macros and stuff and you see this happen all the time, I was obviously a younger person as well. So I had busier weekends and going out with friends and I'd be like bang on during the week and then, Oh, things got a little loose over the weekend, you know? And it's like, gee, I haven't lost any weight for like two months now. Like what's going on? And it's like, at least I can use these experiences now and be like, you know what? I did the same things. And what I was doing on the weekends was undoing all the work that I had put in during the week. So it's like now you're you're working so hard during the week and then, you know, you're going all willy nilly on the weekends and you're not able to see the results that you want to see. And it was true. I had to make a a choice. It's like, do you want to go? And it was like, it was so, I think it was like over, I don't know why there were so many potlucks at the time. It must've been over like a Christmas season. I think you're going to a potluck. How do you track that stuff? Well, you can't accurately. If you're going to one every freaking weekend, well, you're eating over. Now you're, you've, you know, averaged out of your calorie deficit for the week and you're not seeing, you know, the results that you want to. But that was me. Like I was that person and I had to make the choice on... And people laugh too because I don't drink um, as much as I used to. Used to be like, you know, hardcore partier back in the yeah. my university days and things like that. And uh, I look at alcohol differently too. It's it's a treat. And like if I am having, it has to be a special occasion where I would 
wake up with a hangover the next day because I don't yeah. even feel like it's worth it. Like now no. I'm like, I like to eat food. Like I love food so much that I yeah. wouldn't find it worth my while to drink a bunch of drinks. And yeah, and again, it's a choice, right? People have to choose what they want to do. And they're like, well, I like to have my wine every night. Well, if you like to have a glass of wine, you can for sure still make things work. I, I am a believer in that. But if you like to drink a bottle of wine every night, it, I'm sorry, but it's going to be tough. Yeah. And that's those, I have had those, that conversation a lot, uh, with clients in regards to alcohol, where it's like, we can make it work, but we have to like talk about how alcohol, you know, impedes fat loss, uh, how it impedes your, your ability to recover, like the effects it has on muscle protein synthesis. And just overall, like you're making a choice to replace calories that you could use to benefit your training with, you know, wine is not going to benefit your training. So, you know, it's, it's all, it's those choices. Right. And so just figuring out how, how to make it work for you, like, sure, we can make it work. But if it's like, like you said, if it's like a bottle of wine and like, you know, I've had clients with, that'll have a bottle of wine three to four times a week. And, and then it's just a conversation about like, you know, again, lining up your, your lifestyle with your goals and trying to figure out, is this really what we want to accomplish? So, um, yeah. And then like you talked about too, about, you know, how you adjust, um, like I have a couple different approaches that I use with different people, depending on, you know, where they're at on, you know, the scale of being like a newbie or whatever. Um, Mm -hmm. some of them have a, a little bit more flexible approach, but for someone who is an athlete and they have goals to reach, like for myself, I do like eating foods with fat in them, but we're doing a lower fat thing right now, but I know I need the carbs and stuff for training. So it's like, okay, I don't get to eat as much fat as I would like to, but that's a sacrifice that you have to make. And honestly, anybody who's trying to be competitive in any sport that there is out there, if you're not focusing on your nutrition, you're doing a disservice to yourself because you're not performing at your peak either. And it's not that I'm like, an athlete, you know, like some big athlete in CrossFit, but it's just that I have some goals and whatnot right now. And I'm interested and I know you're doing the same with, you know, your 39 year old self to see, you know, how strong you can get and, you know, being the fittest in your life at the age of when's your 40th birthday? Is it January 6th? <laughs> yes. <coming up. laughs> so it's like, you want to see, you have these goals to see how, fit you can be for your 40th birthday. I want to see mm-hmm. what the fittest version of my 37 year old self can be. It's the same thing, you know? Yeah. I, so, and to do that, I need to be eating well. So anybody out there who, um, you know, is training competitively for things, uh, if you have a nutrition coach and you're not following the recommendations, it's like, then you're not taking your sport seriously. And I truly believe that because I have worked with some clients who were more serious in certain areas of fitness. And it's like, okay, you put all of this effort into your training, but not Mm -hmm. as much into your nutrition. And now you're not going to see the full benefits of your training. Absolutely. I I believe that on, on a, uh, you know, a physiological and like even mental and emotional level, like there's just this commitment that goes, um, you know, it it goes hand in hand. Like if you know that you've dialed in and, you know, really, um, you're taking that nutrition seriously and it, and you're, you're just, it's kind of just that whole like leveling up attitude. Um, I think it, it comes through in your performance, even mentally and emotionally, where you're just, you're, you're so invested in the process. So you're, you're, 
results are, they speak for themselves. So the training is important. The nutrition is important, both physically and mentally. I I've always found that myself when I've been competing, you know, whether, whatever goals I I'm pursuing, if I know that, you know, I'm taking care of that nutrition piece, I just feel like it gives me an edge. Yeah. I don't know if you feel that way. <laughs> yeah. totally. No, I do. And it is like a commitment. So when I wasn't as, and it wasn't, it's never like I've ever fallen off track with my nutrition, but when I wasn't as diligent with things, I also wasn't as diligent with my training and mm -hmm. they went hand in hand together. And then when I was like, you know what, I've now hired a fitness, like my training coach. Okay. So I've invested the money to work with Mike at OPT. I was also like, okay, to be able to reach these like gymnastics goals and things that I have for myself, I need to cut some weight. And there's, there's no shame in that by any means. Mm -hmm. Also, I just like the way that I look when I'm 10 pounds lighter. So I was like, mm -hmm. okay, so I'm back into like diligently tracking my macros. And I was like, huh, you know, so weight's not coming off like it used to, you know, when I used to switch up my nutrition, blah, blah, blah. And uh, I was like, okay, well, maybe things have changed for me. And you kind of get in your own head. I was like, okay, maybe I'm not, I'm not, my body's not like it was or whatever. <laughs> I reach out to Crystal. <laughs> I was just doing good enough. So that's why when I was tracking, I was maybe, you know, doing some calorie swaps here and there. And it wasn't as diligent as it should have been. We start like the first week and like, I was like, oh, okay. It wasn't that <laughs> I here we go. <laughs> didn't know my, you know, myself anymore. It was just that I wasn't holding myself as accountable as I should have been. And, yeah. you know, I just, I dialed it right back in. It was like, it was like, I was right back to where I was. And that was why I, and I know we, just, <laughs> we, I laugh about this because my check-ins must be so weird to you sometimes. So I'm like, Hey, um, like let's bump my carbs up by 10 grams today. And you're like, you're probably like, why do you even email me? Like, just to tell me what you're doing. <laughs> when we talk about, like we were talking about earlier, like meeting clients where they're at, like, you're definitely a client for me where I question, like, if I'm working hard enough, like, <laughs> am I earning my money here? Like, I don't even, um, I'm just going to say, yes, that sounds great. Uh, I pay you yeah. money just to be like, yes, that's, but like, cause I know you would be like, Mm, that's not going to work either, right? Like you yeah. would tell me if I wasn't on the right track, because sometimes you need to take a step back from yourself and it's hard to do that. Like, um, like you'll see in my check-in this week, I was inflamed all week and not, I didn't have muscle soreness. It was inflammation, like cortisol levels were a little messed up. And I'm like weighing in three pounds heavier than normal. All my averages for my weights, like my weekly weight was up. And yesterday I was like, I'm exhausted. I don't know if it was like extra exertion in my training, but it didn't cause muscle soreness. I don't know if my sleep just, you know, you're getting between seven and eight hours, but maybe it wasn't a great seven or eight hours of sleep, but I just don't mm -hmm. know it. And if I didn't, like other people will look at that and they'll be like, I've gained three pounds. Like my plan isn't working. Yesterday, I didn't train. I took a nap and then went to bed really early, got a ton of quality sleep and the scale went down three and a half pounds this morning. And I was like, see, you do know yourself. Like you just have to trust that you know, and it's taken years to get to this point. But yeah. again, if I would have gone into like Tuesday still weighing, I would have been like, hey, Crystal, 
what do we think's going on here? Like I'm weighing in quite a bit heavier than I was a couple weeks ago. And I would have needed someone to explain things to me. And I think that's the most important thing is just having not even the accountability, just having someone to be like, either you're being crazy or because we can get too invested in our own shit. I feel like. Oh, for sure. You just, it's like, it's like you're, you need the conversation. You just need someone to be able to like, look at the metrics that we track, um, ask the right questions, maybe pick up on something that, you know, you didn't see, or again, because you can, you, you can get really wrapped up in, like you said, your own like experience. And then I think a piece of it too, is that you're taking care of so much for so many other people. Um, sometimes it's nice to take that piece and just hand it over to someone and just say, okay, just, you know, I know how to do this, but just sort it out for me. Um, so I think there's a little bit of that in there too. Yeah. And I like, that's why I think people think it's so weird for a nutrition coach to have a coach, but there are, there are definitely two types of nutrition coaches, right? One that are like, no, I can definitely pinpoint myself. And I was at a point where when I was younger, I could, but I definitely feel like my body's changed just in the last few years, couple of years even, and things mm-hmm. are just different. You know, it's not that, you know, it's not like I'm going through menopause or anything like that, but things are just different with hormones and different with things like that. And mm-hmm. it's hard to black and white yourself. Yeah, absolutely. When body composition results don't happen overnight, what do you think the most important thing as someone's nutrition coach is to tell them. Okay. So when people are like, (laughs) kind of like how my week just went, you know, like I'm not making progress, like what's happening, you know, like when people come at you and have questions like that. Uh, you know, it's, it's all the cliches. I would say like, we, we always have to have that conversation with clients because inevitably people will experience those plateaus or those stalls or even go back up a little bit. Um, so I think that that's an important uh, conversation that you have at the beginning when we talk about managing expectations, really helping clients understand that, listen, it's not linear. Like it never will be. You'll never, I have rarely worked with a client where it's just a straight shot to their goals. We're going to get little bumps, um, ebbs and flows, and it can be related to so many things. We can dive into that. I can, you know, we can look at your, I can pull up your intake. I can say like, oh, we had food with lots of sodium or have you gone to the bathroom this, you know, today, et cetera, et cetera. Are we super sore? Are we carrying, you know, did you smash your legs and are we carrying a bunch of extra water? Like there's so many things that we can, you know, we can pick apart. Um, or we can just say like patience, patience, consistency, you're doing everything right. Um, you know, and with women, we often will, will get those ebbs and flows. I think they, they're a little bit more pronounced, um, obviously related to our cycles. So, um, you know, and there, there, so there's that whole conversation. It's not linear. We're going to have ebbs and flows. And the longer you do this, the more you're going to be able to identify um, why we get those ebbs and flows. We can start to see patterns. And, and again, that's one of the pieces that I think when you're looking for a nutrition, you kind of look for that piece of, are they using data? Are we tracking data? Because there's, there's comfort in being able to look at that data and know like they're, they're not just like, 
you know, pulling stuff out of the sky. We actually were, we have metrics that we can look at, um, and, and sort of evaluate if we're, we're trending in the right direction. And that's the other big piece is just those trends. Are we trending in the right direction? Because again, it's not a straight shot. Um, I actually use an app with my clients and then it, does plot the their weights on it so I take an actual physical screenshot now because I'm like look it's trending down like even though you hit you know a bit higher because you know of your period or your digestion was off or whatever look at how it's flowing downwards and people are like oh I can physically see it I understand and I think that's like that's probably like one of the biggest things with mindset for people because especially if they're still trying to get away from that all or nothing mindset is Mm -hmm. how can they start to develop a relationship, not with just food, but with weight loss and with reaching their goals. Because I mean, it's easy to get caught up in just what the scale is saying and things like that. And people can, it creates so much self doubt in yourself. Absolutely. Yeah. I think, I, I think that, uh, you're doing yourself a disservice if, if the only thing you're doing is, is focusing on the scale and you're not taking in all these other important pieces into account. Um, you know, like how are you performing? How is your recovery? Um, I'll, I'll often say to clients, you know, you can be doing everything right with your macros, like you're hitting your numbers, you're training, you know, but this client never sleeps or this client is super stressed out and, and, and you know, questioning, well, why aren't things moving in the right direction they should be? And it's like, well, we're not, we're not taking care of everything. Like there's these other really important pieces that we're ignoring. So if you know, you're, you're, you're leaving so much, um, on the table, if we just, if we aren't managing those, all of those components and if, and you know, if your coach isn't asking you about them, um, then, then that's a problem. We need to look at all of those pieces for sure. And like, I do feel like when people hire a coach too, like we talked about how there's, you know, some people will just like throw throw away the money and just think that it's magic that happens. But there's also those people who maybe aren't as transparent with their coach as they need to be. And that's where some of the issues with, you know, um, like when you need to make changes with something, you're like, frick, I can't figure out what's going on with their with the data because that's what you and I are doing right we're uh, reading data and you're like nothing makes sense like it should be working for them right now um yeah but like do you like it happens though right transparency Uh. and I think you're doing a disservice to yourself right Oh, yeah. And it's frustrating. And that's definitely when you have moments of doubt um, as a coach, because, you know, you you don't want to embarrass someone like it's never your goal to like call someone out and, and, you know, ask them if they're being honest, if they're being, you know, transparent with you. And, um, but if, you know, as a coach, you, you look, like you said, you look at everything, you're having these conversations and like, we're doing everything right, but things just are not moving in the right direction. Well, okay. We can talk about like, is there, are there medical issues? Like, do you need to maybe go see your doctor? Okay. We check that off. Um, it just, it, it just becomes difficult where you're just like, I, you know, you, you know, that, um, you're doing everything right as a coach and it's just such a, it's such a, a, like a, a tough spot to be in 
because you, there's, there's not much you can really do at that point. Mm -hmm. And I think often those, you know, from my experience has been that those clients eventually, um, end up just walking away and you kind of chalk that up to being like, well, that was a client that ends up typically just, um, not succeeding in the service. So they'll walk away. And to be honest, sometimes I'm relieved because it just, there's not, you just, you're beating your head against the wall. So you combine the fact that you might be chasing this client down every week, trying to, um, you know, get feedback and trying to get check-ins and then the, the feedback and the check-ins are like all negative, like this isn't working, but I'm doing everything right. Um, it's, it's, it gets frustrating for you and it's frustrating for them. So the relationship just really needs to end. <laughs> yeah. And it creates self-doubt with you and like the re- mm-hmm. recommendations that you're giving. And then now they're being like, well, this program doesn't work for me. And as we know, we're in a service-based business. So if someone's not happy with their service, even though we're still doing everything, you know, we can on our side to give them the best service. Um, if they're not, you know, taking the steps to work towards the recommendations, they're not seeing the result. It's like this, there's a wheel that keeps spinning and then they're not going to be satisfied with, you know, their service and mm-hmm. your referral-based business isn't as referred anymore, right? And I know it doesn't, exactly. If <laughs> it that doesn't happen very often by any means, um, mm-hmm. you know, because you don't have hundreds of clients when yeah. it's complete failures, but there, it does happen occasionally. And I think that a lot of people, yeah, they just, they doubt themselves. You start doubting yourself, even though that you've helped hundreds of other people. And it's just this crazy cycle. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. It's uh, like, it, it does. It, I definitely over the years, and I think with more time and experience, you probably feel this way as, as well. You just, you get a little bit better at recognizing um, pretty early on if, if this is going to be like a mutually like beneficial relationship, like if the client is going to benefit from your service, if you're going to feel uh, good about the interactions. Um, but uh, yeah, it is, it, there are definitely moments. And I think that happened for me, like, like early on a lot where, I, I had had a lot of conversations with my husband where I'd just be like, just wondering if, you know, just questioning my self-worth and that just, if, if this, you know, if I was in the right career and that kind of stuff, because yes. you feel, you feel pretty bad if, if someone isn't, isn't succeeding. Ultimately you take that on. Totally. And you're like, I need, I need a little bit of validation right now because I'm starting to, to question myself and like your husband's also in the fitness industry as well. So he is like, look at the successes that you've had, look at the people who have come to you based on the referrals from all of those successes. And then you're like, oh yes, that's correct. Like sometimes you just need to hash it out. And I, yeah, that's, that's me anyway. It's so funny because someone like you or I, who does have a lot of confidence in, you know, all of the areas of life can be like, oh boy, those thoughts creeping in are, are just a little disheartening and make you question a lot of things anyways. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and it's like a, it's always a spiral. Like it's like every, you know, I'm not good at my job and oh, training was horrible today. And yep. like, it's just, yeah. And, but again, with experience and time, like I find that those moments, they pass a little bit quicker than, uh, than they did maybe five years ago. Yes. I could, I could have a bad day. Whereas now I'll be like, oh, it's a bad, a bad moment. And then, you know, you try to focus again, it's all like shifting the mindset and, and all the stuff that we preach to our clients really like employing it for ourselves. Mm -hmm. I think it's so important to be leading by example. And 
again, that is why I had reached out to you because you lead by example. Like, uh, I guess what we didn't talk about is that, you know, you do some bodybuilding as well. Like you play with your diet in so many different ways. I also have experimented with my diet. I've never done bodybuilding or anything, but you've, you've done multiple shows now, correct? Yes, I did over, uh, I did, uh, some shows 10 years ago and then I did, uh, a couple shows, um, last year. So like there's about a decade between the two and it was a big experiment. Like yeah. it was just a huge, like, let's see like how much different it is this time around. And I used the first time I, I went with a traditional, like very structured bodybuilding diet. And then this past year I did it myself and did my own nutrition and I used flexible dieting, um, to, to do it. So it was quite the, uh, yes, it was quite the experiment. Yeah. And, <laughs> and the way you were training as well, because you were still integrating some CrossFit style workouts. I found it very, very interesting to follow along your journey through that because there's not a lot of people who do, you know, tie in together CrossFit with bodybuilding. And yeah, it's just a fascinating process. Mm -hmm. And to see you like, you know, you probably had to go a little bit lower calorie than you maybe normally would have. Yep, I did. Very <laughs> low calorie. <laughs> yes. And by the end, it was very yeah, low. <laughs> yeah. And and like, it's just, it's just a whole different approach to things. And Again, like if somebody came to me and was like, I want to do bodybuilding, I'd be like, oh, I'm not the coach for you for that either, you know, but I, yeah, I think that was, yeah, just you like to try different things and, you know, your approach is so much like mine and that was, that's super important. I think that that is yeah. the bottom line for choosing a nutrition coach, you know? choose somebody yeah. that you can resonate with and who you think Absolutely. will know you. Like I can't, I, I can tell you this, like I can't work with a coach. Like I couldn't reach out to a coach in their twenties because they don't know what it's like to train and do things in your thirties. Cause it's yeah. different. Like it's different. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's different. And even like from two years ago, things are different for you. Right. And yeah. you're like, okay, Absolutely. two years ago, how did things feel when I was training and things like that? And it's just, yeah, it's, it's really interesting to hear people's takes on it that do align with you anyways. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's like, uh, um, you know, as we get older too, there's just this whole like, um, life experience component and, and in that life experience, just how we like, how we manage our emotions and our mindset and our training. It's just different than when we were in our twenties and our expectations for, you know, how our bodies will feel, how we'll feel about our bodies. I think we accept that not every day, uh, we're not going to love ourselves every day, but we're not as hard on ourselves about it. Does that make sense? Like there's just this whole piece that you get as you get older. <laughs> yeah. And I do like just reflecting on the last 10 years, how much you've learned about yourself is amazing. So like, I just know the way my body feels and is doing things. That's why it was tricky when I was up three pounds. I was like, in my head, I knew the science. I was like, clearly, you know, I'm inflamed from something, even though I'm not muscle sore or whatever, there's something happening right now where I need to tone it down. I'm not in my 20s. I don't need to go out and smash a training session as much as... <laughs> 
my 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 trip my, like mike he's probably not gonna listen to the podcast so i'm gonna be like i said i told him i had company but i was just like i feel like shit today i'm super <laughs> yeah. inflamed this is not a day to train this is a day to take a rest day and i'm gonna listen to my body and instead of like you know because he works with like games athletes and like things like that i'm like oh man i know myself and i know i need to take a rest day today me like people in their 20s are like you know what i can push through this it's totally fine i'll get a rest day the next day whatever and i was like no you know this is i am different now Yes. I think that's so important. And that comes with experience again, and just like aging and wisdom where I will not hesitate to take an extra rest day. Um, now as I'm closer to 40, uh, whereas yeah, I'm, you know, the twenties, it was like double days and six days a week. And it was like, who am I? Like, I, 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 I totally believe in like the power of rest and recovery. And I think that it just, I focus more. And I think like, I really try to have these conversations with clients too. Um, like there, there is something to be said again, it's all based on like, this is where like training obviously with the right coach, um, uh, for your training comes into play. Like that, you know, if you're working with someone smart, they'll often, yeah, they'll, they'll beat you down a little bit and then deload you and you'll, you'll see all of the results from that. So that there's that, right. There's, there's the whole periodization, but I think that, um, it's important to work with someone too, that is going to say like, okay, well, you know, your body, Mm -hmm. like, and, and if you need a little extra, if you need a rest day, if you, if you know, things are you're like, you're just not even coordinated. Right. It's that whole, yeah. like your central nervous system is just shot. Yeah. Um, it's important to recognize, Hey, it's okay to take an extra day. No yeah. Problem. And, and you know what? Like I had a great training week, like things were like fire, you know, and I felt strong and yeah. I felt great until I didn't feel great. And then I was like, Whoa, Whoa. like, why am I needing <laughs> to take a nap in the middle of the day? Like, this is actually crazy. I just fell asleep in the chair. So it, yeah. it was just like, I was like, something is off and not to you know no nobody get me wrong like that's why I work with Mike and pay him the money that I do for my training because he does know like smart training and things like I feel good like I'm not injured and I went through so many years of injuries and things like that so it's like you know I do trust the process with him as well but you know what this time I listened to myself a little bit more and like you said the power of rest is is incredible and people don't understand that sometimes they're like more is more you know and if I work out more if I get more steps in if I do more it's like okay well now we set this uh, calorie deficit for you now you are way exceeding that calorie deficit and you're yeah. so inflamed your central nervous system is so shook up and that's why you're not making the progress and yeah I've had that conversation with clients before then they take a little they just take a step back and they're like oh my God, like I was doing too much. Not that I want any of my clients to be like, oh, maybe I need more rest because I'm, (laughs) you know, there's a, there's a line. (laughs) There's a balance. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. There is like that uh, for sure. Like we have, we have those conversations like where, you know, like, especially I found during COVID, um, I myself became like a lot more sedentary. My whole job shifted to like everything moved online. And so I realized like, I am not moving like half as much as I I did before. Um, so for sure there's that balance where you want to make sure people are moving enough Mm -hmm. against, we want to make sure they're not moving too much in the sense that, yeah, they're beating themselves down for sure. So, and you're right. Like that's you, that you, invested in a coach that, um, is creating that for you and monitoring that. So, um, that, that, that is the investment, right? Yeah. And I also look at, and like now you're doing, 
so what some of the people who are listening probably don't know is that, yeah, you just have recently shifted from a physical location, um, Mm -hmm. have closed the doors of your CrossFit gym to go all online now. And it is, it's a totally different style, like lifestyle for you and things like that. So yeah. And I mean, I've been doing this, I've been working from home for years. So like I found my groove now with things like that, but I don't know, like, people are like, well, yeah, but I work a desk job, so I just, I can't get up and get moving and things like that. And it's like, no, it's, it's a habit that takes practice too. And I had to practice that as well. And it took a long time for me to find that balance as well. And it's hard, you know, like, yeah, you're not going to start a new program and be like, oh, this is the easiest thing that I've ever done. You know, it doesn't matter who you're working with. Oh yeah, for sure. I think like, it's just, it, 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 it's almost like I am starting a new program where I'm like my, there has been such a huge shift. Right. So, um, I, I'm constantly thinking about ways to like adjust to, uh, being at home, you know, 24 seven. So yeah, like getting my steps back up and, and prior, like knowing, um, just, and it's come with a bit of experience over the past few months being like, ah, I realize that if I don't get my workout in at this time, it's less likely to happen just because of how the day goes. So, uh, you know, made some mistakes, like learned and, and, and it like all these pieces tie together too. like, when we talk about like motivation and discipline, like just realizing like certain things just make me happy. So I'm going to, I'm going to go, I'm always like, I want to prioritize my nutrition. I want to prioritize my sleep. I want to prioritize my training. I want to spend time with my dogs. These things make me happy. And if any of that balance is thrown off, I'm miserable. So it, 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 there, there's motivation in that. Right. I know because people probably look at you like the same with me and like see you crushing it out in your garage or in your basement or things like that. And like, oh, like look at Crystal doing, you know, like she's out there squatting 300 pounds for reps. And that's I'm like, that's not a joke. Actually, Crystal does squat 300 pounds for reps. Someday I'm going to be as strong as you. Maybe when I'm 40, I'm going to be as strong as you are too. So that's a goal. Um, You're super strong. <laughs> You're super strong. <laughs> she's out there like grinding away in the garage and it is some Something that you know is hard and you have to create that routine with as well and I think people are like you know maybe if I work with that person like I'll be super motivated to work out in my garage too and it's not really how it works but it is it is good to work with someone to lead by example I also still I, I still love following you know you we at one point were um, both doing comp train workouts and I love following yeah. you in the gym because yeah. I was doing the same stuff in the garage. So like, I felt yeah. like we were, you know, someone's like I had someone that I was working out with when you were doing your totally. there. <laughs> yeah. The shift has been really interesting from going to a physical location to moving hundred percent online. Uh, your account is educational for me in terms of content and like your presence, because that is essentially like what I will be doing is just, you know, growing my account, using, um, my platform to attract new people. Uh, you know, obviously referral based is huge. Like the affinity marketing, marketing piece of my clients telling their friends and family. Um, that's big, but, um, I, it's important to me to use the platform. There's certain like, uh, sort of guiding principles that I have, which is like, you know, keep it positive, uh, stay in my lane, be consistent with my messaging, provide excellent value. Like, well, how am I educating my clients? Like, what am I, how am I going to work for them? Even when I'm not directly working with them, 
Um, but I've always kind of been a bit more private where I, I don't necessarily show people like the day to day and like everything because I interact with, you know, I'm in a, a 6,000 square foot box. I'm interacting with people. I come home and it's like, no, I just, I need some privacy, <laughs> but now my it, it's changing, it's shifting. And I'm like, Oh, I'm trying to sort of explore that and figure out how much do I want to show people and yeah. like, what is important for them. And so I like watching your account. Cause it's like, Oh, okay. Like that, that's cool. Like, why do I watch Ashlyn's account? What, what is she doing that, um, you know, kind of resonates with me and, and, you know, kind of, uh, clicks and what can I, what can I copy essentially? Because that is what I do. I look at accounts that I enjoy and I ask myself, what is it that they're doing what, that I keep coming back to? Um, so yeah, thank you for running such a great Instagram account, but it's, that's <laughs> totally it. And I feel like, okay, so when you were in your gym, you were leading by example with your members in the gym, they saw you physically doing things every day. And now you're like, yeah. Oh, okay. They don't see me every day. So I do need to put this and you know, we do need to lead by example and show the people like what we're doing and, and that, but also like, there's no, it's not, it's not fluff stuff on like either yours or my, if you're having a tough, you know, training week or something like that, things are feeling like, shit like I not yeah. that long ago was telling people Fridays were so hard for me to get into the gym I don't know why it was Fridays particularly maybe the training wasn't as exciting we've now switched Fridays to gymnastics and I love getting better at gymnastics because I see like almost is not like immediate results but like I'm not as good at them so you you know you're like cool I can see progress like right away with this so we've switched that to yeah. Fridays and I love being in the gym again on Fridays so um but I would tell people like shit like I'm having trouble staying on the motivation train on Fridays you know like it's not yeah. every day is not a great day but again you're not like constantly telling like this part's terrible that part's terrible and demotivating people that way either you know it's like right. the balance of being true to who you are and showing yes. good and bad things but still being motivating and positive for people to follow too Absolutely. You want to inspire people. And that's one of the other things is just like looking when you're looking for a coach, do they, are they inspiring you? Um, is there, does their content inspire you? And, you know, and then, yeah, the whole piece about authenticity, like it's not, not every day is great. I try to show people like I will, I will crush a pizza and two to three beers, no problem once a week, like that's happening. And you clients can follow me, um, on my uh, tracking app and they can see like, yeah, no, Crystal uh, took down 5,000 calories today. Yeah. No problem. Yeah. And <laughs> so when I tell them they need to do that, it's like, no, I'm telling you that like I do it. So in your case, like for this reason, it's okay. Like we have to. So it's, that's that authenticity piece for sure that I think is important. Totally. Well, I think that's a great place to leave it. Thank you so much for sitting down with me today. Oh, thank you for having me. I feel so, uh, legitimate now. <laughs> no, I love it. Um, it's so great to be able and like, you know, it gives people, you know, cause I, I hadn't really posted on Instagram either. Like, you know, that I was working with you and I was like, this is a great time to like, and not because I'm embarrassed to have a nutrition coach or anything like that. Oh, no. Um, yeah. it just, I just hadn't. And so I was like, no, it's, I like people to see why I do things the way that I do. And like, you know, why, I wanted to work with you and things like that and, you know, make sure it solidifies why they're working with me even too, right? If my clients are listening Absolutely. to this and things like that. But yeah, it, this is kind of like our first like 
quote unquote in real life conversation that we've had together. We just email. It's true. Yeah, I know. It's been great. I, I think Zoom opened up a whole new world for sure. I love it. I love it. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for having me, Ashlyn. Head over to my Instagram page at sweat underscore effect for all of my insights, experiences, and daily doses of goodness. Until next time, keep on having fun and keeping fit. Mm-hmm.